0: Welcome back everybody to Week in Horror After Dark. for those who have been listening, uh, for, those, for those new listeners we have, this is the session where we get to sit down with our special guest and uh, kind of take a deep dive into their career, their uh, thoughts on the horror genre, and uh, where they you know see things going in the future. Um, our special guest this month is Neil Ward uh, from the Smash Horror Hit Hosts, which recently released. If you haven't checked it out, be sure to do so. It's on VOD.
1: Um, Neil, thank you so much for joining us. It's uh, It's amazing. Oh, it's, it's an absolute pleasure to 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 be on with you guys again for another little sesh um yeah thanks for having me i hope i Absol- don't waffle too much No, <laughs> oh, no
0: it's 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 it's, uh, it's awesome this is it was an amazing episode of week in horror that we just put down and uh now we want to take the opportunity we, we've taken the time to nerd out a little bit and i want to take the opportunity to to really uh to focus on you to focus on uh the the work that you've done and uh how you've gotten to where you're at so uh um when I when I got into acting, when I got my theater degree, when I went back to school and got my theater degree, my mother was not happy. My mother wanted me to be a psychologist and go on and do the thing, but it didn't water it, – it just didn't water my soul. Uh, and I went into acting, and I was going to starve. And it's a – it can be a brutal, brutal career to jump into. Um But you've done it. You've made a success of it. And I'm just – you know, what was you know? I we we want to know, and I know that our listeners want to know what what kicked the football for you.
1: Uh, the, the kicking of the football was that I wasn't really good at anything else. Um, it's sort of, yeah, I don't know. I was always like a Jack the Ladder. I sort of played at a lot of different things as a, as a kid. So I, I was, I was good with sport. I was good with computers. Um, I was good with my hands. I was good with like woodwork and stuff. And I enjoyed all those things. And when it came to sort of pick your subjects to what you want to do, I, I think I picked it, like a double award, double, double mark for that. Um, PE, which, uh, sports should I say? um, uh woodwork uh, and all these things and then i found out that the woodwork exam was like five hours long and i'm like "Nah, i don't do exams very well so i'm gonna i'm gonna dive in and do something else and my friends were going oh you should do drama because like you just get to run around screaming and shouting swearing at the teacher and you get like an a pretty much <laughs> if you're good at it and it's like oh, okay I'll, I'll have a go at that um and I did. I used to break dance as well. So that was a, a weird one. Um, <laughs> yes, I was a B boy for a bit, quite, quite high. Well, not high up. I don't know what the rankings are for B boy world, but I uh, did a few bits and bobs and a few performances and was with the local sort of dance troupe, um, did all that. So I was quite performing anyway. And I was, I was quite a cheeky lad and had a bit of personality about me. And that it just all sort of added together. And I found acting and did did theater and I did dance obviously because of the break-in and yeah I sort of found that I was a lot better at acting than I was at dancing um I was too tall and white pretty much <laughs> all the other guys that I was doing it with were just like i full of like they were like quite short stocky guys could do flips twists all these kind of turns and I was just sort of like just the guy that was just really tall at the back, like wearing a tracksuit that really didn't suit him. And <laughs> just, I was like, yeah, no, I can't really make a living out of this. I don't think because everyone else is sort of way, way better than I was. My, my, my partner, Danny Bailey, um, he, he was just like ridiculously good. And I was just like the comedy element, I suppose. And, yeah. uh, some stuff worked because he was like, uh, a lot shorter than me and i was obviously a lot taller than him it kind of worked dynamically but i just dived into the acting and uh found that and then i found film so i sacked off theater i didn't really like the processes of theater and and the performing things till they were stale like 30 days in a row it's, it wasn't for me and film you could really hone in on one scene taking 10 15 20 takes and then you can put it in the bin and leave it you don't have to Think about it ever again, but you've 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 used all your energy to, to do that, and it's you can forget about it and move on and do the next scene and the next scene, and, and just working with normal people. I, I call them normal people because the theatre world's a bit different to the to the film world because you just got normal people with trades like um uh you know I mean like your electricians, your sparkies, your um, makeup artists, um everything designers, and and that really appealed to me because I, I I always I've not come from money or anything like that or any big sort of training for big drama schools over here with the, you pay 30 grand to get an RP accent and speak like the queen and then you're just like any other sheep that comes out of that drama school that year um, to fight for jobs. I didn't even want to do that. And the, the filming was was, you could play real life and you were playing real characters to me. Like theater, you were always playing a character, but filming, you could always be like a, an actual person you felt like a person because what you see in the end product is a person that does what they do um and yeah i i, I moved to london I, I sort of followed the dream and um did that and i've been i've been acting now i think it's 15 16 years on a professional level which yeah, only re- just recently it's come it's come to fruition, and I've uh, say a uh, host being released in America, and I'd had a film before that, Two Graves released on Netflix worldwide. Um, but this is the one that's really sort of taken off in the sense that I'm getting to speak to real people, such as yourselves, that have an opinion on the film and and like it or or do you know what I mean? And that's 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 really important to me because I don't I do my job and go home at the end of the day, but to speak to the people. Is, is is the is the greatest thing for me to see what effect it's having with people and what 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 opinions they have on it and what how it's moved them or how it's made them think or whichever. So that's that's pretty much me. That's where it all sort of started, and I'm here now, a lot more poorer and a lot more in debt than I was when I started 15 years yeah. ago. But, um, stuck on the weekend
2: word podcast.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I probably owe my mum about half of a mortgage and. um my mum and dad have been the most supportive people in my life um, for, for doing this. I couldn't have done it without them. And it's, uh, yeah, I'm very humble when it comes down to it. I, I know what I'm good at. Um, and I like I say, if, if if I couldn't do acting, there's not much I would be doing. It would just be a bit of everything, I suppose. And nothing moves me or nothing gets me going more than, than, than being on set for 15, 16 hours and, and cracking out a good film like host so yeah it's me really now there's, puppy dog, really.
0: Okay. There's, uh, uh, there's something to be said um i want to use the use the one word that comes to mind and i think it was used in uh in one of your bios as well it Was unhinged yeah for sure. uh which is a uh a great film as theme.
1: well yeah <laughs> uh, i just watched it that the, the other my, day
2: it was great and
0: I I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't think that fat Russell Crowe could be that intimidating. I really would because he was pretty blown up. And but still, it was it wasn't like when I saw him, it was like, damn, he, he got big, but he's not like flab big. That dude was slab
1: big. Yeah, He's yeah. Like
2: I'm gonna fucking kill you, big, and that's what <laughs> made <many> it <crits.
0: laughs>
1: <laughs> Well, they had a they had a similar scene that we've had so many comments on, just like the host scene at the table dinner table. And some comments we've had from from people or, or mini reviews or just people with nothing better to do with their time was, oh yeah, when that dinner scene happens, like yeah, people the like, people didn't just sit there and do nothing. They should have done something. But there's a similar scene in unhinged where he does that in the cafe, yeah. and nobody does anything because no one fucking dares. Do anything? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, it's it's it, it, was, it,
0: it was it was a hallmark of like the 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 Kitty Genovese uh, incident in New York, and it's just like you see something. Whoa! It, it, is that one of the that was very like the like the light just kind of went a uh, certain way that I saw. It was like. <laughs> it's, so, did everybody see that? It that, was wasn't just
2: you, that wasn't no, just that wasn't
0: just okay. It was it, it looked like the same color as the lights and host
2: for for uh, the listeners. We're over Skype and Neil Ward's fucking camera light just lit up like the four. it was a July. telly
1: it's just it, i think it was mm-hmm. off and it's just come i don't know what it's just done
2: See, now, now we've got a paranormal ac-
1: experience on T- two, two lights bottom right bottom right <laughs> <laughs> i
0: think this was something in the garden so but um, anyways truth seekers we- <laughs> out on
2: amazon prime right now
0: that show is fucking amazing fantastic and uh, God, I wish I could. If I could work with, anybody, I want to work with Nick Frost so bad. I would him or uh, Nick Frost or, uh, Simon, or Simon Pegg. Pegg. I want either one of them would be fantastic. But yeah. um, uh, I bring up Unhinged because there is a thing. Now we've gotten to know you quite well through you know doing doing the episode we just did and uh, talking over uh, Messenger, and of course doing doing this After Dark session. And sometimes you can pick up when when traces of the person traces of the of the individual you're speaking to bleed into the character there is a bleed over yep. into that and I don't I, I mean, this was it's amazing I I don't see the spark of the intensity of where of of where you go now I don't know what your method is and I'm, I'm, we're uh, we're all very curious but there is a level of intensity that, that you go to and it's and it's really rock solid and sometimes a little unnerving Yeah,
2: all of the time, a little unnerving. That's what makes him fucking fantastic in film.
1: Oh man, thank you for that. Um, I don't know. My, My method is 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 nowhere near method. So there's no Stanislavski approach there. I don't need fucking four months before the shoot to prepare and become something that's pretty much not going to look any different to what I speak and talk like unless I'm doing an accent um, I find method cheating um, it's for people that can't act uh, and have to be instead of acting so uh, yeah man I'll call it as it is controversial wet ass pussies <laughs> Uh, I've worked with some people and uh, they go off and sit in a corner and be fucking out <laughs> and put their headphones in and, and 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 play some shit music to get to the places they need to go. And fair play, like um, it just doesn't work for me. I find it. I can turn it on, turn it off. Um, and i really hope that doesn't sound so big-headed but it's just i don't i don't have to stand and prepare too much it will take me i can be having a laugh and a joke like we have tonight on the podcast um and then i can just literally go someone will come and say neil you need it in three two one bang and i'm in now if there's like tears required or if there's something else then there's just a little bit more of concentration for that but i can still do the same things um I do know people that do need a lot of time to do that, and that's 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 fair enough. That's how they that works. But in my mind, it's not efficient for me, and it's also not a good way to treat the people you have to work with for a month on a on a film shoot. Um, if if you're having to belittle um, and put down makeup artists and 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 runners and stuff just to to fill your ego of being that part it's man the fuck up you've got a job to do and so have other people's and make everyone's job as easy as possible And if you need to go and prepare go and do it in a cupboard out of the way do you do you see where i'm i'm going with just, that hey I, you I know what asked.
2: leave ellen Generous out of this <laughs> <laughs>
1: i I, 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 it's it's not i suppose it's just me having a a gripe with the techniques that are pushed on people as 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 credible ways and there's so many movements in the world of you can't do these things because they're wrong uh then these these things should be fucking included in it because i don't care if you get a million pounds per day or if you get whatever you get paid to do a film you, you do your job so you act in front of the camera and if you need to bring an ego to the table just beware that if I'm ever on a set with you, I will call that ego out. Uh, <laughs> and you, you, it, you it's super cool you.
2: to hear that. Honestly, it's super cool to hear that because you, you're so down to earth. We've seen your work. It, it's fantastic. And the fact that you can sit here and say, yeah, I can, I can turn that on and off. Yeah. That it's just a sign of, it's, I don't know if you even know this yourself, but as like from the podcast view, you're going to go far. I think you're, so at point, you're at a point you're at a point the movies that I've seen you in are fantastic and if you can say that you can turn that on and you can turn that off and if it's like hey we need you on set to do this and that's but you can still be compassionate about the people around you on the film set because a lot of people that are very good actors they can't they can be assholes to their their crew and they can mm. be really good on on film that's uh, I. I look at that kind of stuff. We look at that kind of stuff as as a podcast looking into films. And yeah. when we talk about stuff like indie films, that's the kind of person you want to work with. You want to work with somebody that can be like, all right, I'm here yeah. to do my job. I'm going to make that a thing. Here's my character, but I'm also going to be compassionate with the people I'm working with because I understand yeah. they're going through the same things that I am. That that's amazing.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. You, you, Absolutely. You, you you can't. What what bugs me um, is. Um, if you can't suck a dick to get a role in Hollywood now, you certainly shouldn't be on set treating people like you're a fucking dick. Do you know what I mean? There's there's no... You can't have the rough of the smooth. You can't call out all these people, which I, I completely agree with for for the things that people have done over the, over the years as directors or stars or whoever. They need to, to 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 be fucking told about the business and they shouldn't be doing those kind of things. But then when you go... And 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 act on a set and get paid millions of dollars to be a fucking dick when you're not filming. That's that's not what it's about. You 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 can't treat runners like shit. And I, again, I'm not taking anything away from the talent that these people have in front of the camera. That's not what I'm saying here. I'm thinking the attitudes need to to change in this industry um, because there are people in this indie world that are ready to to come up through and and do just as good a job without being a dick. Uh, without without ego um i take pride in 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 the morals and the the manners i was brought up with i'm always polite to someone and i'm always conscious of what other people have to do and uh, like this last few days i've just been on a shoot with richard the director of hosts for a music video and i'm i'm a camera guy i'm helping him out. i'm helping him with lights i'm doing all this I, i like to learn what goes on the other side i don't sit in my trailer and come in and go where do i stand what do you need me to do what's going on what's this i like to know what other people's talents and trades are and I'm not saying everyone has to do this whatever works for anybody else is is fantastic and if you take so long to to do your stuff that's fine as long as you get the job done and you have a job to do and your job isn't to be a dick and your job is not to to demand this and not to demand that someone redoes your tea because it's slightly too hot for them or too cold for them or that's not what this game is about it's it's about I enjoy making films with good people And sometimes the the times that you have filming and and making the piece of art you're doing is great. And then two months later, you don't like that person or it's all a different thing. Things move on, things change and you just keep moving on and you keep bettering yourself. And I I can, I've done some shit films over the times. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. There are some out there. If you want to search them out, (laughs) there, there are some there and, you, the times you find you, I found myself on set feeling like this is great. I've just done this amazing scene with this person. And you get back to the finished film, and you sort of go, where did all that go? Like, what the what the fuck happened? Something went wrong. Like either the cinematography wasn't good, or the sound was crap, or or just the angles, or, or just just things like that. And I'm I'm I'm. I'm I'm so passionate about what I've done, and even with hosts, I've been with the guys doing the podcasts and, and and pushing everything that I possibly can to to make sure that I can help and get the film to a place where it deserves to be, and that's a team effort. A lot of actors turn up on set, do their shit, and go home, and then they they never think of anything again, and then they'll even disown films sometimes and just go, no, I'm not do anything for that, and. I suppose it probably gradually fizzes out as you have more things to do as you get older, but I put in the effort on set after set two months down the line, a year down the line, if I'm required. And some people don't do that. And some people, some people, it sounds like a moan fest. This isn't, this shouldn't be what, (laughs) you know
2: what, what? something that's really, something that's really hit me since we started talking a week ago and we've doing this now, you give me like this, this Johnny Depp vibe
1: uh-huh. uh, smashing up light hotels of, and <laughs> beating uh, up seriously
2: <laughs> in, in light of what's going on with Johnny Depp that has nothing to do with it but like you give me this vibe because uh, and even like Keanu Reeves almost it's like you give a shit about what people yeah. see it's not it's not like what they think about you it's It's not even like, oh, I want you to look at me as a good person. Mm. You care about the audience that you're performing to because you give a shit about what you're doing. Mm. And that is what you portray that in your films. Mm. Everything that I've seen you in, it's not, oh, I'm giving a performance for money. It's I'm giving a performance because I have chosen to put my time into this. I've chosen to care about this and if the people the people that are watching you you give a shit about them and that's that's something you don't see a lot in today it, it's really hard to get a feel for actors you see a lot of new indie films and stuff and there's a lot of just you know they're in it for the money they're in it for I'm here to do a job but y- you care and that that really shows in your work and that it means a lot to people like us that are watching that not for just entertainment, but for a community vibe. And you give that, that good community vibe to people.
1: For sure. I, I mean, I think it's a key part. Um, I, I've not met many people that do what they do, but they fucking hate it. I, I, I've never met someone that's, well, it's people with like sort of the, the menial jobs that people have to do that they probably don't want to be doing. But, I've never got someone that's met someone that's had a thirty-year career and got a fucking hate this. I hate doing this all the time. I hate all the money. I hate all that. They, they probably hate the fame and the and the pressures that come with stuff. I mean, I should be probably be really conscious of how I'm talking on this and what I'm saying, but I don't. I, if I offend, I'll apologize, but I won't apologize for offending. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I. I like uh, that. Uh, you can't it's like if you're offended that's your problem like i should probably be conscious of of what i should say and i'm never um vindictive or or whatever but i have gripes and no one seems to talk about these gripes about stuff and why it's so hard and i i again it, it, just saying i i care about who's watching it and if they enjoyed it or not and even if they don't it doesn't matter i just care that people are seeing stuff and but what i also won't have is if uh, people that sit and take glory they sit there and 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 lap stuff up when there's been several jobs been done there's a reason that that film is a good film or half decent film it's like there's there's people should never be left out and credit needs to be given where credit's due uh, and i've done Absolutely. this a few times with certain people where people have been left out or not even been mentioned and i i can't stand for that because the whole reason that film was probably half decent was because of one particular person and you've spoken to that person before on a previous podcast and i i get so passionate when people give so much more than probably i do on set uh and fail to get recognized by people because they don't mention them or don't don't put it out there that this was all this hard work was them and it's i, I it needs to be to be done and I, i'm probably that guy that when i get to hollywood is going to call out a lot of people for for dick moves like because i'm not afraid of anybody or anybody's words or whatever and people can slate me for it or or give me a bad review. I'm never gonna I read my reviews and I like them to be good, but I don't lose too much sleep. It does hurt a little bit when you get someone about a couple on the host going, oh everyone's performance is great, but this guy's is a bit 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 hammy or a bit um bit whatever. And I go, cool, fair enough. That's another opinion. Like it will hurt a bit, but that's why I do this job is to make sure that I do the best I can. And I know for a fact that I'm not giving the best performances I can get out there, they, they're going to come because if I get my best performances, then there's no point in carrying on doing it because you've peaked. I want to get out there and better myself and make better films and, 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 and just keep going and, and progressing and rich and Adam. I'd love to be working with them again. And um, cause it's just, the vibe is just incredible. And it's, it's a, probably the best film set I've ever been on for the, for the family feel and how, Close knit, everybody was, and the bond that we had between us all. Because I don't think I'd get that if I was in, uh, I don't know, a HBO TV series. You you don't get that stuff. You go in and do your job and disappear. Yeah,
3: Um, Yeah, a big Hollywood film or something, Marvel film, something mm. like that. You're not, not, you know, when you have 200, 300 people on set, you're, you're only interacting with just the people that you directly need to interact with. And it's, it's awesome because I see the work that you put in the craft and the build. First of all, you talk about the ability that you can turn it on and off as an indie filmmaker myself, when time is money, time is a resource. And when it's like, okay, we need three different angles of, of, you doing this and you're able to count out down that just, that gives confidence. That's like, okay, you, we can go, we can knock that out. We can spend that time and resources doing something else that can take longer
1: mm, than mm. kind
3: of, okay, well, we got to wait to 30, 45 minutes for the actor to get to this point and all this. Then we only get one angle because that's all what we have time for.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you're, if you're shooting like we did with hosts, we shot 18 pages on the first day. <laughs> Ooh, wow. Me and Sam that was me and Sam doing the the, the, the present scene. So that, that whole day at that location was was Samantha had the script twenty four hours before, uh, and then learned eighteen pages with me uh doing those scenes. Um but yeah, when you get to those bigger levels, you but the smaller levels you you have to times money, like you say. You've probably only got enough money to pay people 50 pound a day for whatever or whatever budgets you've got but then when you get to Hollywood you're coming in and doing page and a half two pages maybe three probably depending on how how technical the scene is and then you're probably you're probably saying three lines <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Unless you come in and say them three lines and then you go back to your trailer and then you're back in the next day because you've probably got prosthetics all over you and to look like some otherworldly creature and do you know what i mean you can't there's not enough hours in the day because if it's six hours of makeup you've got two hours shooting time and then it's another six hours take, taking it well probably not six hours taking it off but so i i i understand that as a career will progress um the style and the, and the pressures and the, the the techniques that i'll have to use will, will obviously change but at the moment i dive in with it i don't learn this another thing i took Took this from walking, and and because I struggled to learn scripts, I I do um, I don't think I'm dyslexic, uh, probably slightly, but um, words don't go in. I have to read stuff quite a few times to to do it. If I read a book, I get two pages in, I've already forgotten what happened three pages ago, so I have to go back and re re read. Do you know what I mean? Uh, so oh, for yeah. scripts, it's it's hard for me to read. It's hard for me to take in a, a script just to read it for the first read. But when I read scripts, I only ever read my parts. Anyway, I couldn't give two shits what goes on in the rest of the film, <laughs> I, I, <clears throat> because I, this information I don't need to know. And this came from Christopher Walken talking on um, the Actors Studio thing. And from what I remember, I may there may be bits that he's done, and I've just added bits to it or made bits up. But I tell I tell myself it's him. Is he reads his own words. <clears throat> and then there was the the myth of to take out the punctuation i don't take out punctuation but reads his own stuff says it in the beats he wants to do but doesn't learn so much the other people's lines i just learn cue lines or cue words because you you listen to what they tell you if you're going to say something listen to what your your answer is Cause that's where the acting really fucking lies. When you've listened to what someone said and you're processing what they're saying. Cause that's what we do in real life. You're all sat there looking and listening to what I'm saying. Cause you don't know what I'm going to say next. So you're listening and then you reply back. And that's the the, the best way I've found to, to give honest answers and to keep a natural presence with host was different to a point on certain scenes. Obviously. Well, the most of the post possession Jack was, was, like a monologue with loads of rhythms. So there was pacing and, and, and just the unhingedness, like you say, is I like the unpredictability of what I'll do. Cause I'll just have ideas and I'll just do it. The lick of Nadia's face, uh, uh, Lauren's face in the dinner table scene is that was my, I, I just did that. It just felt good to lick her face. And I, I just, just went, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> and Nadia's yeah,
2: I, I get that. sometimes too.
1: <laughs> yeah. Just, she looked all sweet and sugary with that red, stuff and you that, that that's what came to mind but it's these entities were getting used to these bodies and what happens and what's what you should do what you shouldn't do And you, you I was playing with that a lot and Adam and Rich spoke with me about certain stuff and that speech got toned back to what I originally went in with um well there's two speeches in the attics and um around the table so yeah I I people comment a lot on the, the diversity of those two characters that are played because it's obviously just Jack who's pretty much a, a more, a more annoying version of me, the more <laughs> up, um, keeping it close to me. Yeah. Just a natural, nice kid. Cause I'm a nice guy. Do you know what I mean? And I was brought with my manners and I care. And the, the present giving stuff is how I work for presents in real life. Like I, I do thoughtful for presents. So I'll listen to something my girlfriend will talk about and then remember it. And, get it for a birthday or, or do things like that. So I do think about that. That is very close to me. That is, if anything, that is me. That's what I do. But then, um, post possession, Jack is, is a, is a real, it's the anger in me, I suppose. It just comes out the, the anger that I don't get to use. When I'm not moaning on podcasts about
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> wasps, are we Sounds going to talk okay. about
0: wasps and you, again? And you see, you brought yeah. you see you it up with that with that one particular critic, and they they can they, they can look into it however they want to. I always took it, it was an excellent portrayal of something decidedly inhuman playing its best at being human, and that it was if this is not its skin, and that's why it's the uncomfortableness of kind of like this is not the way I'm used to moving. You know, you gotta kind of like, you know, like filling out, a, like filling out a shoe that's a little too tight, trying to find your comfort zone. Yeah. And I thought that those nuances came through. That's I, thought I cut. I mean, that was the, that stood out to me. Like I was just like, yes, that's yeah. exactly it. Because this is not their body. This is not this is not what they're used to. They got they they can they can use it. They can manipulate it. But they've got to figure it out. They got to feel it out. They got to be like, yeah. This, yeah, this is how the grip works. This is how. This is how we move. This is how we, you know, kind of go. And I and I, 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 love that you guys, all the, both of you
1: seized mm. on that
0: and reacted to each other in that moment. Yeah. You know, kind yeah. of like, you know, I've, I've, I've got uncomfortable shoes on. Well, I've got them too on. I've got them well, I've got them bad shoes on too. Well, you know, it's like, okay. And then I just, I dug that, the, the, um, the sub or say the, uh, the, um, fuck, I've lost the term. Um,
3: Unspoken,
0: uh, uh, when it's when uh, the not, I don't want to say subtext, it's like, it's, talking about like non-ver- street? The, non- the nonverbal cues, the nonverbal oh, okay. cues were there, and I love yeah, that, yeah, yeah, the nonverbal was there. So, uh, segueing from that, we do have a couple, we do have some questions from some of our listeners. Oh, and that's, to, that's yes, uh, yeah, so uh, first question up is theoretic, he submitted this one via Discord. Um, I guess the only question I can think of is when you play. I'm reading it. Is when you play a part of someone violent, does the aggression leave instantly when the director calls cut, or does he have to wind down a bit
1: after the scene? Again, it's just the same as I get in, it's the same way I get out. That answers that quite quickly and easily. Um, yeah, um, going out, going in's easy, going out's easier. I don't know. It's once you've got there, you'll, you'll get like a feeling like you've just jumped off a cliff, but then nine times out of 10, most serious actors, me for sure is you'll, you'll be right in there with the, with the stern face and the fucking eyes, like fucking piercing away and doing whatever they, they do. And then I just pull a face or, or say something stupid. (laughs) It it just brings you straight back. Everyone in the room, I've been dropped and howls. I've pissed off a few actors and actresses over the time by being stupid in serious scenes because they can't cope with it. So Uh, that's my... But I I apologise to whoever they have been over the years, but that's how I do it. So it wasn't me being considerate then. But yeah, we all have to do what we need to do. And sometimes when you're dealing with such harsh subject matter like in-hosts and what goes on, you, you have to sometimes come out and have a bit of a laugh and a giggle just to take you out of it. But yeah, there's a, there's a small come down, but it's, it's as in, instantaneous for me as going in things going out.
0: Awesome.
1: Though it's cause cut, you, there's no point in wasting your energy and staying in it. It's a waste of energy for me to, to, yeah. to, stay, to stay like this all, all the time, That's f- true. frowning at people. Why waste the energy? Save it for your take. And people that cry in rehearsals, sod off what's the point you you, like you fucking it's a waste of time it is a fucking waste of time crying in rehearsals it's just show off material oh look how i can cry okay well done brilliant i'm gonna save mine for the (laughs) for the scene because you only have so much water in your tear ducts and then you dry out and it's the thing and then you have to stick Vicks in your eyes which is what i just do sometimes anyway just to cheat so there's a secret. Vix in the eye. <laughs> if you need to cry, industry uh, secret. If Neil, I can't be bothered, Neil, aren't you going to cry? No, I'm going to do it on the night. Yeah, I've got like a tear <laughs> stick here. I'm just going to literally like sneeze and go oh, and stick a bit in the eye. Me and Frank Jakeman, we did we've did another horror film. You may have heard of it, uh, Invasion of the Not Quite Dead. It's been going around for about twelve years now. But me and Frank are in that, and we had a scene in this van. He's playing an ex-policeman or he's come back to a town and he's still a policeman and I'm this little shit that's being a bit of a knobhead. An and um, we get in this van because he sort of arrests me and then we find out some information that leads to us having a bit of a tearful moment. But we're just at the back of this van before the director calls action. And we've just, we're just passing this pot of Vicks to each other and just smearing it there and then just smearing it under her eyes sorry on a podcast yeah smearing it under her eyes and then getting ready and going right and action and then going and getting in the car and just staring at something so then the tears just build up amazingly <laughs> it's so good but then you act like you're sad and it's just two wonderful things it's called science and then acting and you just put them both together and you've just got an amazing thing but then we were high as kites off Vicks because we just kept putting in <laughs> our eyes and it kept getting sen- desensitized so we were just throwing more in and at the end of it we were just giggling like schoolgirls me and frank uh who played uh the father in hosts and we had such a time and i had the biggest headache for days just from laughing because uh, yeah it's it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be good, and it's supposed to be whatever. And I'm sure there's other people out there that can do the same as me. Just turn it on and off. Shayla Booth um, was. I watched his. He did a. Um, it's like a podcast with wings with the chicken wings, hot sauce, and they just talk and they have hot, to
2: yeah. hot ones. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: I watched. I watched him on that, and he sort of says he's not method traditionally, but he, he takes the happen? intensity to Keep level. Gone. He um. Yeah, he keeps that intensity up and, and probably takes it further than he probably should, but he's not method, he's more mammoth. Um, and I suppose I'm more mammoth than the method, Stanislavski style, so... Um, yeah. Yeah, man. That's, uh, I hope that answers their question, because it doesn't take me that much to come down. I could be as horrible as needs to be, and i dive straight back out. Sweet. That's the short answer. Pity I didn't dive out of that question as quick
0: as... All right. Uh, This next one comes from Brandon H. This was a message to us via Twitter. Um, Do you see see yourself sticking with horror and kind of try, you know, know, being an icon? Or do you want to branch out and maybe tackle comedies, dramas, big epic productions? Do you know
1: what? Um, Was it Brian? Was it? Brandon H. Brian. Brian. (laughs) Yeah. What's that, <laughs> Brandon? Oh, Brandon. Sorry, Brandon. Brian as well. Whoever you are out there, um, Brandon and Brian. <laughs> um, I I like horror. Um, I initially my 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 sort of passions and goals are art house, and if that has elements and, of horror in there, then yeah, I'm a big Gaspar Noe fan, uh, Lars Von Trier. Um, anybody that can do stuff like that again i like experiences i like i like to watch something it be a journey or a movement or a shift of something Uh, i like that Uh, if you can do that in any kind of way i don't mind what it is i enjoy that so that is uh, technically can be classed as horrors in themselves but um with rich and adam uh, it, they like the horror but it's more the psychological thriller side so I, I pushed towards the drama side of it host was a bit different for me as, a, as an actor um i prefer other stuff and very real the real unhinged stuff like the, the, a normal person with no entities involved because real people cause the most damage in, in life i don't believe in ghosts or anything scary so being an icon to me i, just, I i've always just wanted to be good at what I do and, and work and get fucking paid for it. I'm sick of not getting paid for it. <laughs> yeah. I really am, man. I read all about these actors getting paid this, that, and the other. And I'm not about the money. Cause if I was about the money, I'd have been a flipping stocks and shares man. I'd be on wall street or whatever place it is. in in England that's how much I know about money like I'm terrible with money I I owe so much to my parents I'm crap with money I get money and I go oh I want to buy someone else something with this or do something for someone else so I'm selfless with it and I'm I've crap with it so I kind of like some just to be able to not have to worry anymore and just focus on being an actor but um yeah icons it's great It's, it's good to be known for a role because it's if it you're known for it, then a lot of people have seen it. A lot of people have appreciated it. Um, it's not something I set out to do, but I enjoy it. There's nothing more fun than being on set with a bit of blood and playing stuff like this and being scary and atmospheric, but I do like the drama side, but keeping those characters, I don't think I'm a boy next door. I'm not like you like Leonardo DiCaprio, but I wouldn't turn down sort of big, big stuff. I've done comedy in the past. Um, didn't enjoy it because there's so much pressure involved. Um, the, the pressure to be funny, um, I find, I, I, can't, I don't think I could deal with that because it's so easy for me to to do unhinged and, and angry. So I, I don't think I can do it. I mean, uh, there's some rap grime music videos that me, Rich, and Adam have done that's funny, and their channel's funny, and I'm in a few of their episodes, and we do funny stuff. But it's just intended for a laugh. There's no, there's no, if someone relied on me to make them laugh and they'd paid 15 pounds to go to the cinema, I don't think I could do that task Mm. fully through a film. I'm no Jim Carrey, Um, but yeah, I would do it. There's nothing I wouldn't do, but I like, I'd like to keep a brand of what I do because I like the unhinged. I like the, the ultra real. I like the very gritty stuff, but yeah, I'd love to be a horror icon but I wouldn't like to be a horror icon in like a, the guy from saw kind of thing where you're only known for that because you'll never work again if they stop the franchise. Um, and you'll just be signing autographs at comic cons and do you know what I mean? Like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I have yeah. A, I want to be treated seriously isn't act. I'm not saying these people aren't, but it's the same with soaps over here that you'll be known for that and that only. And it's hard to break out of it. Um, but when you mentioned Johnny Depp earlier I, I he was a huge influence on me when i first started the screen acting huge it was him kevin bacon <clears throat> and then it moved as i got older uh to to tom hardy and walker and and some the underdogs of hollywood sort of that, that are just very very good um so yeah i i I'd, I'd take pretty much anything that comes my way if if it's good and i, I agreed with it um, and it was that would be fun and the people are good you can have the best script in the world and if it's full of douchebag actors that I don't like that are egotistical and crew that are miserable I wouldn't want to do it I'd probably do it and then have to finish it because I'm contracted but <laughs> I'd rather be doing just
2: yourself afterwards like a one night yeah. stand <laughs>
1: yeah I'd rather do another <laughs> film with Richard and Adam like uh, I'd full on that's what I'd rather do <laughs> and be paid that's it but yeah oh, that answers the question again sorry Captain
0: oh right <laughs> <laughs> and the <laughs> i'm sorry the soup the a uh, superhero that name just popped into my head i conjured it like it was like i saw this full image of like the yeah the waffle anyway uh this one comes from uh this last one comes from gg the bg submitted via facebook
2: Ooh. i i almost thought you said jessica g and i was like I, "Oh no!" i was hoping i
0: was hoping jessica g eugene did. eugene you thought
2: the same thing huh? i thought the same
0: thing <laughs> I, I was hoping i was hoping jessica g she, yeah jessica g is one of our uh, most ardent followers one of our biggest supporters on the show um oh. but i was i was hoping she asked a question but uh uh she she did not but i mean yeah but
2: call she, she's,
1: she's call her now and that's because she got a question i probably should you know i think i'll and just go well, neil's here He's her hey, his question. we're, we're um, on an
2: episode now just because you were calling you out
1: yeah <laughs> so
0: uh well oh, okay well the, for this question um you've spoken about the fight and of the fight against the system to get a film made yeah. so how do you uh or how do you what's your experience handling the risk involved especially
1: when dealing with other people's money that's that's the that's the key thing, is it's other people's money. Um you have a duty to to make something good, I suppose. The the end goal is to to have a good film. Um so I suppose on an acting level, uh, and making the film sort of hosts it's other people's money, but that money came from people that knew the boys, Rich and Adam, and knew what they were capable of. So giving their money was kind of like it's a it's a it's a no brainer. Um so when you're working with other people's money, you do have to consider that you need to retain your vision and you need to keep your own creativity uh, and what you want to show. But, all right, baby. <laughs> so Mrs. just walked in It's <laughs> six o'clock in the morning. Um,
2: Where have you been?
1: Oh, I know. <laughs> She's like, You were supposed to be on here bit too?" And then you should have been off by now. But, um, yeah. Um, you owe you owe people. <clears throat> you have got off train of thought now, but yeah, um, you you have a a duty to 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 make something good for them, and keep your own creativity, keep your own vision. But then you have to be accommodating to what needs to be done to make that film successful, um, to sell, to be appealing. So if you have something that you just want that doesn't necessarily work or fit with the mainstream genre. You have to accommodate somewhere in the middle or add elements of it to keep it there because you have to get those people their money back. If it's your own money, do what you want with it, make a film. But if you're making films, you probably want to, the risk, you don't want it on your own head, if you know what I mean. A lot of people put their own money in and that's where they <clears throat> fall short. I think is because they just want to do what they want to do and it doesn't go anywhere because the film's taken five years and <laughs> <laughs> all the actors have got different haircuts in each other scene because they've just been they've not got it done and out of the way you, you do a film for so many years um if it's taking you 10 years or five years to do a film you're not financially viable in my mind if i was an investor they'd be like oh what's your last film Oh, was this film oh that's, that's good uh, how long did that take to make god oh, 10 years <laughs> Yeah, I'm not giving you money for your next one. Sorry. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's simple as that. The film might be good, but it's a business at the end of the day and it's people's money. So you have to balance business with creativity. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm.
0: Awesome. So no question from Jessica G. I did message her. I messaged her directly, right. um, but she may, uh, her uh, on Discord she says she's idle. So she may not be at her computer at the moment, but if something pops up, in the because I know we're gonna wrap it up here in just a moment uh yeah we're about that time mm-hmm. um so uh lastly I mean the the journey's been amazing we've seen the 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 fruits of the labor um hosts it was an amazing film I cannot wait to see what comes next uh for you um especially working with richard uh Richard Adam or both of them that's I think it's gonna be fantastic everybody's gonna be in for a real treat um as far as the genre goes uh because yeah you know, we're we're you know, we're horror focused and We've seen a shift as of late. You know, it, it, we've seen that you know there are generations of a specific type of horror. Whereas in you had your universe, you had your universal monsters, then the kind of rehash, and then the acceptance of blood and violence in the in the Hammer horror era, and then you move on to like sex exploitation era and the slasher genre, and it, and it keeps moving along. But for a time there, I would say from the I've always said in between the mid nineties to like you know the mid two thousands, things were getting a little stale. Mm. We weren't we weren't getting much, but as of recent, and I would say in the last five years or so, we have seen an uptick in what what we have kind of dubbed intelligent horror, bringing the brains back to. Back to the genre, which is re- it's something really kind of new. I mean, I'm sure you've had some smart horror films along the way, but I think there's a real push for it. The for cerebral horror, like stuff like Hereditary, stuff like yes. Midsummer. To give credit to Ari Aster, um, I thought that the the, the 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 Evil Dead remake that came out from uh, for Alvarez was magnificent Pretty. and really and and took a took an old idea. A legendary idea and really made it made it new and, and pushed it in another direction we're seeing this films like hosts and i feel that Host falls into this because mm. because it engages the audience in a way that i don't think people are used to that i and i think that people are not expecting um do you see this riding out uh do you hope that it rides out now i mean hopefully or <laughs> what do you see it might it might go in the future where the next shift comes
1: for sure, I mean, I think it needs to. Uh, I think people, uh, the human race is getting cleverer. Clever. Clearly not with poor, poor, poor speech like that. Yeah, clever. I think the human race is getting cleverer. Um, <clears throat> I think I think we are progressing as, as a race as a as a as a race of people. We, um, I don't even know what I'm talking about. It's, it's <laughs> been up so long now, but um, yeah, we, we've. It's coming on, and, and our tastes are sort of changing, and we're becoming more wise to things, and 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 things that we've that have been kept in the dark for for years as well. And it's all coming to the front. And I think with horror, um, horror just doesn't doesn't have to just be stabbing somebody. And how many ways can we kill someone, or how many kills can we have? Or how horrific can the death be? What we have a problem with in the world is, is real horror and a horror can just be a situation. And that's what hits people closest to home is the horror of real life. The horror of what goes on in the world and nothing's done about it. And that's intelligent horror because if you can feel uneasy and scared and, and, and disagree with what you're seeing, then that's a horror. That's a horror, do you know what i mean that's that and then Absolutely. you you add in this fear of the unknown and the the fear of that and which like you said earlier mentioned earlier Ariaster does this so well it's making you feel like what is ah why am i feeling like this and and the uh, sinister films like that the, they're like sinister treads more down the traditional horror the sort of american horrors that we'd watch over here but hereditary just hit everyone for came out of nowhere and it, it, it was just so good because it was different and everything's samey, samey. And when you break out of the algorithm, people are refreshed because it's like, oh, I've not seen anything like that before. or oh, I have, but it's just been so long ago. And yeah, I see, I see it progressing. I can see that the intelligent, intelli horror, let's call it <laughs> intelligent <laughs> horror is, is there because people don't just want to see someone with the boobs out in the shower getting stabbed. it that doesn't appeal to anybody anymore. I don't think yeah. it's, there's fans of it. Do you know what I mean? And, and it, we can always look back at stuff, but this is why we look back at these films today and they're old films. So they're dated, but th- there's real horrors in the world to be looked at. And if, if you're, yeah. if you're showing that in a, in a way that makes people feel uneasy and gives the same effect as old school flats, uh, slashers did, then why not like keep going that way. And, and people don't want to be treated as if they're thick, like give them something to think about. Um, and why not? And Rich and um, Rich and Adam as directors, but Adam on the writing side—that's uh, what he believes in massively. And even in his band and stuff, there's there's metaphors in everything he's saying. And the these band's about the horrors of his life and the music he writes. And it's the same with the horror. It's just not very nice to see someone stabbed to death. But why were they stabbed to death? That's the real horror. That's that's where you yeah, you got to index. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. When you
0: when you when you brought up hereditary, the thing that that it's that you di- know, and all the crazy stuff that happens in hereditary with you know the the telephone pole and the you know the 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 piano wire and you know the self the immolation stuff like that. It was the dinner table scene that got me the most. Yeah, man. that just so that was terrifying because it was so real. That was that was people in the wake of tragedy you know and like you know and then you know, then, un- and then like these horrifying truths that we just shut down and we just don't we don't give rise to and then everything coming up to the surface that was the one of the scariest part because number one tony collette just you know tony collette terribly t- like frightened me because it. my mother i, I was a bit of a delinquent when i was in my youth and my mother has gone off on me like that and it was shocking at the time and it it just it took me back to that that's that 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 level of engagement is what I hope it continues on. Is that we yeah. can get there? Um, I tried to go for something similar in the little film that in the for the forty hour film festival that I did with the, that I did with Eugene when we were writing that. And I I love actors who are able who who seek out to do that stuff
1: yeah. to go after yeah. that
0: really want to engage on that level because we don't get it all the time. Sometimes we you know you know I could count on probably one hand the number of films that have really kind of hit me you know square and been like I'd have to sit back and and, you know, and really take it in. So I'm glad that that's a, that's a, mm. I'm, I'm ecstatic that that's a focus of yours that, you know, you want to, you want to go for, you want to go for, you want to go for the balls, man. Yeah. It,
1: it, you have to, I I, I want to, it's, uh, there's no option to not do it. It's, I, I yeah, you can do a comedy and entertain people or a Christmas film and it's, it's fun and nice or, or you can actually really like either disturb somebody or, or do something just to provoke a reaction. Um, to make people think it's just to get people thinking is, is always a nice thing and just to get people talking like we listened to, I listened to a podcast with some guys that we didn't go on the podcast but they were just talking for two hours about the film they were slating it in some bits and some guys didn't like it and the other two did and then whatever but they talked about it for two hours weird. I weird. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, yeah. they I didn't like about this fucking act piece of shit man was, I need yeah. fucking yeah, they were like that, and it was like, yeah, I didn't get that bit, man. I didn't fucking oh, and then, but that bit was really fucking great. And it's like, yeah, cool. you're talking about my film, uh, um, not my film, uh, Richard Adam's film, but the film I'm in. It's you're talking about it. Crack on, carry on doing that, and d- then tell people that you didn't like it because then they'll watch it and make up for themselves. Like we're newbies in this, in the fact that Richard Adams, is it's their first film, but the the exposure and the the reach that we've done with that is incredible for them and I there's no one else on this planet I wish more success to than those two because they've worked their socks off for that film and if people knew the ins and outs of how it got together and was was made and the the blood sweat and tears then they'd be like oh yeah well let's check out this film then because that's that and uh yeah we're just incredibly proud, all of us, and um, I really hope they get to do it again as soon as they possibly can. So they, uh, Adam doesn't have to do his day job, and Rich doesn't have to to worry about bills, and I don't have to worry about stuff if I can if I can slide into that casting couch again and get in. <laughs> Hell yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, so you just yeah, you brought back. I got a little nostalgic. You know, you talk about that Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was I was in a I was in a performance of Hurley Burley uh years ago. It was like two thousand two. Or it was, I think it was I think it was early two thousand three. And uh, the girl I was working across was uh her name was Jennifer White. She's a brilliant young actress. I'm I'm sorry that she's not really in the industry anymore. She's so talented, had great instincts. And uh we got to the scene, and, and you know, the you know, the, it's a pretty intense, uh pretty intense play, but we got to the scene where we're sitting there and we're having the discussion about where we're we're, we're, uh, what we want to eat for dinner, and I'm asking her, and she won't decide, and I'm fed up with uh, with her fucking indecisiveness. And like, this. It, 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 and there's a moment when the character goes, is like when well, they're having a normal conversation, what seems like a normal conversation, the body language belies it. But he t- uh, when well, he turns on a dime, and he's just like, well, you're must be this epic fucking fight, and he just flips the fuck out, and it's mm-hmm. out of because we've seen it build throughout the whole thing. And the entire time, the audience is silent. You're 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 on stage. You're expecting that. And I, someone when I flipped on her, because I I don't know what my choice was. I, I did something, and, and I just went from zero to sixty in a heartbeat. And someone in the audience went, oh, <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, I uh, that's it. That that's what I that's what that's what I go for. If you, if I when you're in theater and everybody's in theater, it's like, yeah, we're in the theater. We have to be quiet. You know the actors are there. They can, we we don't want them to hear us, and to to force somebody to, to you know to like you know react viscerally. I was sold. That I mean, it was one of the big things. It's like, yep, I meant to, I'm meant to be doing this. This is what I'm yeah. meant to be doing. So
1: yeah, it's a great feeling. It's a great feeling. <laughs> oh
0: yeah, got a little nostalgic there. So I mean, I, I I feel like I'm like I'm humble bragging or something, but I have not had many claims to fame, <laughs> but that's one of them. So uh, man, this has been absolutely fucking fantastic. One of uh, you know this has just been great. I'm just, like I said, I'm it. I'm
1: bored people to death. Like with, with <laughs> oh the, hell no, like, it's yeah. been absolutely no, amazing. No, no. It's been amazing. It's um, passion. It comes from a place of love. Trust me, it does. It really does. Like it's yeah, it's been
0: brilliant. And obviously, you know the next the next one you have on the the next one you that you get in the can, we're definitely going to check that out. And uh, we're going to do we're we're going to bring you back on and touch base with you. We love having you guys on. Um, oh, sure. So uh, yes, Neil, thank you so much for taking the time. I know it's it's like fucking seven in the morning over there, over
2: there. It's, no, it's yeah. daytime so over there. It's daytime. The day has begun
3: where Neil,
0: is. and I've got worry. I've got work in five hours. So um, oh, five. what time is it there? Like uh, twelve thirty. Oh, yeah, twelve thirty. Oh, yeah,
1: it's like <laughs> six, six thirty here. Yeah, it's good.
0: So yeah, so uh, Neil, thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. It's been a blast
1: jared alex eugene thank you so much for having us i really really appreciate it and again i'll see you again soon and i'll next things that come out for me i'll, I'll get you some exclusives so you can see it if i can If I can wangle awesome that.
0: yes Fuckin', fucking sweet sure. well thank you everybody for listening in this has been week in horror after dark our special guest has been neil ward star of the horror the possession horror hit hosts it is out on vod so get your ass on there get it online and check that shit out you are missing out if you have not seen it As always, we try to bring you the best in horror entertainment every single month. Um, We will announce our next special guest here pretty soon. So stay tuned and thank you all so much for checking us out. We love you guys. Be safe, be excellent, and as always, stay scared.